This is for the win from 29 from the right hash. Kuz kick is good. Here is Durant for the win. We good, we good, we good, we good, we good. Are we good, man? Hold on, Yo. hold on, hold on. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say something. <laughs> All right, twenty-eight and thirty. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are twenty-eight and thirty. The Atlanta Hawks that were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, they were the I one that it. I was told should have won if Trey wasn't hurt and the refs was in Trey. So they're twenty-eight and thirty though. They are this yeah. year. We are. so. Yeah. Okay. You have the floor now. You have it. Like you said, Wilson, the Hawks You're 28 and 30. 28 and 30. 10th <laughs> yes. in the Eastern Conference. 10th. We were two games away from the NBA Finals last year. So let's get into what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks, right? Um, I think one of the first things, they're still a young team. And I think they got a lot of success really early, right? My next point, we started off the season with a lot of injuries and dealt with a lot of COVID protocol where we had a lot of guys out. And a lot, a lot of teams actually kept, I mean, canceled some of their games. The Hawks did not cancel many games. I think, we, game. I think we canceled one. one game. A lot of teams got to cancel their games and make them up later in the season. Because of how many people... I understand no, the entire Hawks team. I, right, our legitly our entire starting lineup was out at one point in time. We didn't have a starter to play. Oh, but you had enough to suit up as long as you have. Yeah, we had uh, yeah, oh, some ten we, day. Contract. We were, yeah, we we were able to get ten day contract yeah. players in. That's not our team. Yeah, how do you expect us to win when we don't have our team? All right, next thing. I what you about to look up. <laughs> I don't know what you about to look up. I'm about to look at how many games Trey Young has played. I'm about to look at how many games the John next Collins thing. Played. But go ahead. The go next ahead. thing is is to to uh, your point, John Collins. I t- I text y'all all the time, and I say the key to the Hawks' success is if John Collins averages twenty and seven, twenty points and at least twenty points and at least seven rebounds. He is currently at sixteen points. Ooh. And seven rebounds, which is a little off, but quite off. Yeah, but for you to sign this contract, a five-year, hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract, I expect you to be that Robin, the Batman. Trey Young is going to do his thing. Trey Young is going to get twenty, thirty, forty points, ten assists every night. You signed this contract. We hesitated on giving you this contract because we didn't we weren't sold enough for you to be that Robin. And in the offseason, we said, okay, let's go ahead and give it to him. So we give it to you. I think there are times in the game where Collins does not dominate enough for me. It's great seeing the lobs, you know, watch your head when he's getting those lobs from Trey. That's all, you know, well and nice. But I think he does have a low post game that doesn't get featured enough. Um, a lot of times when we when when Trey gets in those pick and rolls, 
John Collins gets a, you know, he has a mismatch where he can go at somebody, but they either don't get it to him or when he does get it to him, he's looking to pass and still try to, you know, you know, run some offense instead of, look, we got the pick and roll. We succeeded. You got a mismatch. Go take it. And I think he has a very explosive first move and he does have a, a decent bag where he can, he can get his shot in the post. He can create and, and get a shot. And I, a lot of times when you're watching the Hawks, he does that in like the first quarter. He does that like two or three times in the first quarter, and then he just strays away from it for the rest of the game. And I don't like that. I think John Collins should be featured more in the offense, um, you know, outside of just the lob, you know, threats from from Trey. That's one thing. Um, and the next thing is, we lack on the defensive end. I was about to say, that was my point. We that's lack on the defensive saying. end. One of the, the things that helped us excel and, and progress in the playoffs was on the defensive end. We were, we were rated like top 15 or top 10 in defense the later part of the season last year going into the playoffs. This season, we're ranked down at the bottom. I don't know the exact number. We're, we're ranked you know, fairly poorly um, compared to the rest of the league on the defensive end. Um, we give up a lot of threes. Like, if you watch the Hawks, they give up endless amount of threes night after night after night. And we can make some of the most decent players look like all-stars. And it it grinds my Lick gears. Mark. Yeah, it grinds my Lick gears. <laughs> it grinds my gears sometimes watching them, and it's just like, <laughs> guard the three. Like, just go out there and put a hand in their face. Like, something. Um, so that that that's that's pretty much my my spiel for that. I think the I think the Hawks will start to turn around. Like I said, we're 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 at ten right now. We're in the playoff. We're in the play in. I think yeah. we will stay in the play in. I think it's going to be hard to gain ground to get up to that top six. But I think depending on the matchup that we get in the playoffs, I think we I think we'll win our play in. Um, so if if we get the Miami Heat. It's gonna to be tough, but I think we can play with them, and and mm. it really those top four, those top four really mm. is gonna be close though mm-hmm. because they you know one through four Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, Cleveland they're all separated by two games, so that could fluctuate day after day. So we could end up seeing the Cavaliers. We just beat the Cavaliers the other Possible. night. Yeah. We actually we beat them I, would, I think I would, twice. I would take the Hawks over the Cavs yeah. In the series. Um. Now the Bulls will be a tough, and definitely Milwaukee will be. You know, I don't think we could beat Milwaukee. Yeah, the Bulls don't have Caruso or Ball right now. Yeah, so the I would say the doors might be open. Yeah. I pick the Bulls, but the door might be open. So I, th- I think we still have a chance to make some noise. We still we we definitely got to turn around on the defensive end. Antoine, you got anything to add to the Hawks, man? They've they've disappointed me this season. Oh, me too, man. I'm gonna still ride with them all day. I've been trying to pinpoint what it is for the longest, and I cannot put my finger on it. And, it, and it, and it upsets me. Like, when I see the game, I'm like, defense. That's my thing. I'm like, defense, it's really bad. And it's, it's, it's like a lack of effort thing. It's like, I see you not even trying. So after um, Travis Slink said that comment, like he went on the radio and said that. and What did he say? This was before he traded Cam Reddish to the Knicks. Oh yeah, yeah. And recall, it was just a comment about about how he sees put the team together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, where he 
he went in in the Hawks. Like he was like, bro, nobody's safe. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like trade deadline coming up. I see you guys not putting an effort on the court every single day. Um, your job's not safe. You know what I'm saying? Then they traded Cam Reddish, and then we went on a run. We started winning. You know what I'm saying? And part of part of the reason why we were winning was because then they said it. I think like when we were three games into the winning streak, we had all of our players active. We didn't have anybody on the injured list. So I think that's a major point. I know you said, you know, just no biggie, but everybody's had injuries. That's that's Yeah, and I get it. I've talked to a lot of Hawks fans about why and they say that was our first time we all dealt with that. Yeah, that was our first time in the season where we had all of our players active and nobody on their injured list. Yeah. So now I'm confused because the whole team is healthy now. Yeah. Nobody's injured now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So well, John, Collins. John Collins is now. Back, but back hurt. Yeah, now. After two games. We were losing when he was in the lineup, though. Yeah. I'm perplexed. You know what I'm saying? I can't quite put my finger on it. But I do know we were actually worse last year than we are now at this point in the season. We went into the All-Star break last year, like, what, 20 and 30 or something like that? It was crazy. You, you know what so, y'all sound like? That sound like the Westbrook fans that are like, well, he starts every year bad. It's going to be great. <laughs> Just wait till after the All-Star game. No, what I'm saying is we've turned it around before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's possible. It could happen again. Yeah. I do not want the play-in game. Um I believe in any given any any given Sunday. In in basketball that's more true than any other sport. Like, well, it's that baseball. Like, you know, football like, usually the better team. A bad Trey game away from going home after. Bro, if Trey's game. having if Trey has a bad game, we lose. Yeah. Trey's not scoring 15 points and we're winning. That's not that's not a thing, <laughs> you know. It's never but been I, a thing. I love Trey's growth. Oh yeah, um, and him running the point and running the offense and facilitating and getting those assists. Like he mm-hmm. gets everybody involved, mm-hmm. and you know it just it's not stagnant. Now I do have problems sometimes when Trey comes up and he just shoots these half court shots. I hate it. I really don't <laughs> like those. I hate they it. when they do go in, I'm okay, but I, I really don't like it because that's not the offense. Yeah. And a lot of times they come at bad times, right? So sometimes they come like we just went on this run and we're down like two points and now he wants to shoot this half court three to give us the lead. Yeah. And it- that is a bad place to shoot a half court three in my opinion you've done all this work to get within two points run the same offense that you've been doing Mm -hmm. and just get a good shot Mm -hmm. don't just come up do a little dance one two in and out uh step back three no logo try logo try (laughs) run the offense run Run some pick and rolls get some cuts going whatever the case may be that's one of my problems with Trey. you know like i said when we're coming back and he just shoots these off the wall threes I'm really not a fan of logo threes. They happen, they happen. If it goes in, it goes in. But I'm not a fan of it. Man, I'm I'm not either, bro. What you about to say? Uh, during the playoff run last year, I thought about the depth of the Hawks. And I think I told y'all this. I told a lot of people this. I said, now is the time to cash in on a lot of these players while their stock is high. I do not think they're going to win with Trey as a star and then a bunch of role players around him. So that was the time to cash in on DeAndre Hunter and Cameron. Like, put a package together that can get you a star. Uh, I wasn't really big on the Ben Simmons, you know, idea, but... I disagree, man. They're, they were using the Golden State Warriors approach to building a team. The, G, the general manager came from Golden State. 
he was a part of well he wasn't a part of the championships because he, he was here but drafting he was developed. part nah he was nah he drafted I, I hear you I feel you know what I'm saying but, so but, it was because like, I think we have really great young talent that just needs time to you know develop like I like I told you guys I'm really high on DeAndre Hunter oh mm-hmm. me too. and yeah. I was you know somewhat high on Cam Reddish but I was more I, high on DeAndre Hunter so I was okay with the Cam Reddish trade. The only downfall about it is DeAndre Hunter has been really hurt over these last, you know, couple seasons. The issue with taking the Golden State approach is there's one Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> and they also have Klay Thompson, who I think is probably the second greatest shooter of yeah. all time. And then there's Draymond Green. Like, the Warriors situation cannot be duplicated. Like, I think if you run a simulation a million times, it only happens once. You get Steph Curry... Uh, you know, he has ankle injuries early on, so you're able to re-sign him on a, uh, you know, at a discount. A team friendly. You also group. draft Clay Thompson, who ends up being the second, third, fourth greatest shooter of all time. You get Draymond Green in the second round, who ends up being one of the smartest offensive and defensive players of all time. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and then the salary cap jumps, and then you're able to get Kevin Durant. It's like <laughs> that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand agree. the rationale, but yeah. I when I looked at the Hawks' talent. I kind of felt like how I feel about THT now. Like I'm like some of these guys, I think are going to plateau a lot faster than we think, and then their value is going to you know dip. Mm. That's now I do I agree. I the Hawks are missing a Robin, and that's why I, I yeah. wanted John Collins to be that Robin, but he's he's just not becoming that that we need him to be. And it's like every night it's Trey and who was who else is yeah. going to be. It's Trey yeah, it's, and it's, Collins it one night. night. It's Trey and DeAndre one night. Yeah. It's Trey and Red Velvet one night. It just changes. And as a in in the NBA, you need your stars to get you there. Your role players, yeah, they are part of the process. But you need you LeBron. You need Dwayne. You need Wade yeah. to get you there. The way the NBA is set up now, salary cap wise, with the shorter contracts and the max contracts going to role players, like. A lot of teams have to re-sign guys at a price that is much more than they're worth. Yeah. Because if they lose them, they don't get that money back. Because a lot of these teams are functioning over the cap anyway. So, like, that's why the Hawks have to overpay for John Collins. That's why the Knicks have to give Julius Randle a max, <laughs> even though they, and he probably knows, he's not that, guy not that guy to lead the team. But just the way the salary cap is set up, you, you know, you got to, you got to deal with that and hope that the player isn't too overvalued to where now you can't move them. Yeah. So John Collins, I mean, they couldn't let him go because they weren't going to get that money back. So if anything, you still have him as a trade piece yeah. if you want to use him in the future. And that's why his name still came up in the trade rumors this this past trade season um, because I don't think the Hawks are 100%. Oh, no, no. You know, they're just kind of like 65 75%. Yeah, so you got to like, – You know, you – like they had to make, they had to extend that offer towards him Absolutely. in the offseason mm-hmm. because of the chemistry, the, his talent wise. He was gonna, he was gonna go somewhere else and get paid top dollar. Regardless. Oh yeah, he was one of the top free agents this past season. Um, but like I said, just that that chemistry uh, with him and Trey is is out of this world in my opinion. I think they're great together. Um, I just I just need more from Collins. I need, I mean, I need more from everybody. You know, Bogey, I know, you know, uh, Nate has has put Bogey on the bench and has has him coming off the better, bench It's now. a better look for him. It is a better fit for him. A better fit for but him. But he's another one. He's getting paid a lot 
to come yeah. off the bench. So yeah. between you know, him and Gallo, now we're back in this salary cap, you know, situation again. We are. Sometimes yeah. depth can be. This gonna sound weird, but sometimes depth can make things really tough on a team because too many good players. We have too many, too many good many players. Somebody's guys. gonna have to sacrifice. Yeah. Somebody's sacrificing the game. Somebody's not gonna develop as much as they could. You know, that was a Cam Reddish thing. We were talking about, yeah, we we talked about this during the playoffs. The Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. I was like, they're gonna have to make a choice. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to keep both. You have to make a choice. So they chose DeAndre Hunter, and we'll see. But you know, the Hawks are 28 and 30. I just want to reiterate. I mean, we do have a better record than the Lakers. I Um, mean, but we we're we're nine and y'all are 10. So y'all not have quote unquote goat on your team. The 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 uh, he's not my goat. I mean, he's one of the Top two players that ever played this game. Absolutely, and he's thirty-seven. <laughs> and the Hawks have a better. And we had injuries, and we dealt with COVID as well. Our second best player missed half the season. We beat the Lakers. Yeah, we. we y'all are one and one against us. We we'll beat y'all, and we beat y'all. So what? Anyways, I I so while we were talking, uh, and this is not on the Hawks, I, th- I thought of another question. I was actually thinking about this the other day uh, when I was watching this team, and I want to know you guys' opinion. On um, these two individuals, uh, they play for the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Do you guys think um, moving forward that this tandem is going to work? And will it ever bring a championship to the city of Boston? I've been on the camp of saying they should split them up. But then I've rethought it and like they just need a point guard. Yeah. They need a point guard that can run the offense. The issue with the Celtics, well, right now they're on fire. Yeah. But in general, the issue with the Celtics is, especially late games, like they don't have an offense either. There are a lot of teams in the NBA that don't, <laughs> don't have, have an offense. offense. What, are, what are the coaches doing? What do we pay the coaches for? <laughs> like everything is. <laughs> ISO. <laughs> yeah. ISO is high pick and roll, spread them, you know, and I, I get it, but like you need to have some type of actions. Like Infinity. the teams that are winning. Have certain sets and and things mm-hmm. that work for them. This the Jesus. The Warriors have so many different combinations. You know, I, I watched more Suns this year than I watched any other year, and like I know their plays now. Yeah. Like they have their sets that they're okay. This is about to happen. You know, you watch some teams. It's like what is, what is the plan? A lot of a lot of teams don't have a an offense, but if you put a, a legit point guard on the Celtics, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum could work. They still need other pieces. See, the reason I ask is because, you know, I've I've been seeing a lot of people talk about um, Jalen Brown should be an all-star. Absolutely. And I, and I agree with that to a certain extent because, in my opinion, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the same player in a sense. And I think because of that, they're always – a duplication. Yes, yeah, a duplication. And one – you can't get both, Right. One is going to always outshine the other because they're, in a sense, the same. That's why I don't think I don't think they're ever going to work out. I think they have to break them up. But, yeah, I think a point guard can help with that. Yeah. I think Jalen Brown is a better defender. I think if they can get him to be, like, the quote-unquote stopper and if Jason Tatum can take his game to the next level as a scorer and as a leader, that may help. Um, you know, one thing that you know, plagues a lot of NBA teams too is just a lack of leadership. There's there's no leader. You got a bunch of hoopers. Yeah. You know, but you have leaders. They're still young. They're still young. So do I think it's gonna yield a championship? Few teams win a championship. You know what I'm saying? That's just the reality of it. 
like I said, you go. But back. I think they're closer if they break them up because we've seen yeah. we've seen the Celtics not really get far. I think the furthest they went was the Eastern Conference Finals, like what three years ago, two three years ago. They've gone at least twice. They went against the Heat. They went against LeBron. I feel like they went another time to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals at least yeah, twice. And I get it, you know they're they're still young, but in my opinion, they they're not that young. Yeah, I feel like they're both. Something's got to give in their yeah. if you know at the beginning of their prime, like this is their their prime, like you know they should be at the top of the league. And I re- the reason I feel like they're not, and they don't get the recognition as you know quote unquote like a top ten type of player, is because they're the, both the same. They're they're the same player. That's I mean, what it is. I can see that. I like I said, I've, I've been big on split them up, but. I'm a Laker fan, so I don't care what the Celtics do. Oh, Anyways. Niggas are trash. Yeah, bro. Thank you for joining us on the For The Win Vodcast. Make sure you follow us on IG at For The Win Vodcast, on YouTube at For The Win, on Apple Music, on Spotify. We are everywhere. For The Win. And we out. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.